Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Good News Ministries of GNM.org. It's the Catholic place for faith builders. You'll find daily good news reflections on the scriptures of Mass, written by Terry Modica, to help you in your everyday life and struggles. Visit GNM.org today. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. By definition, a storyteller conveys events and words, images and sounds, often by improvisation or embellishment. The Living Bread Radio Network presents The Storytellers with Tony Agnesi. Today you'll hear a faith-based inspirational story that's both heartfelt and heartwarming. And now let's meet today's storyteller with Tony Agnesi. Hi, this is Tony Agnesi, and welcome to this edition of The Storytellers. We're heard every Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, with a repeat on Sundays at 9 a.m. here on the Living Bread Radio Network. And the program is available as a podcast beginning at 2.30, right after the conclusion of the show, at thestorytellersradio.com. And the program is also available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and now on Spotify. And it's also available later in the week at the Catholic podcasting site, breadboxmedia.com. The program is sponsored in part by catholicbook.net, and all of the books featured on the program are available at catholicbook.net, including my books. And if you'd like to get more information on uh, on uh, speaking uh, availability, you can go to my website at tonyagnesi.com. Now, each week on the show, we feature a guest and discuss their personal journeys of faith, their ministries that they share as authors, speakers, bloggers, and radio and television hosts. And our guest today is uh, is a favorite. I discovered Patty McGuire Armstrong with a, a couple of books ago and follow her online. She's an award-winning Catholic journalist, a best-selling author. She uh, is a correspondent for Our Sunday Visitor in the National Catholic Register. She's got a couple of books. She's appeared just about everywhere, and she and her husband, Mark, um, met in the Peace Corps in Micronesia. They live in North Dakota, and uh, they're uh, raising the youngest of 10 children. Patty Armstrong, welcome. Good to have you here with us. Oh, thank you, Tony. It's great to be with you here. Your new book is entitled Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get into Heaven. For, for those people who might be a little older or a little out of it to, under, to have heard the word hacks before, what is a hack? It comes from the life hacks, which are so popular right now. It's easy, simple, clever ways to do things quicker and easier in a creative way. Mm-hmm. So if you got to follow Pinterest to have heard of it before, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> life hacks, they just draw you in, and you're like, wow, why didn't I think of that? So holy hacks are the same thing, except instead of making life easier, we're talking about eternal life and getting there. Mm-hmm. And and so these are fun and simple shortcuts uh, to living your faith. Why, why do we tend to want to overcomplicate things? 
Ah, uh, because that's <laughs> that's how we are. We just think of holiness. I said holiness has a bad reputation. We we think it's going to be hard or miserable. And you know, I'll be honest with you, Tony. I used to think it was going to be boring. Back in the day when I was a secular writer, and I'm not knocking that, you know, there's plenty of good reasons to write in the secular world, but I used to think I'd never want to write for religious publications. That would be boring. And I used to think religious people were boring. But actually, it's so exciting and uplifting, and it relieves you of stress and pressure, uh, makes you secure, gives you comfort. And so really, by, by living your life in simple little ways, take those little steps to grow in holiness, it's really a great life. You know, I, I, I kind of agree with you on this idea. You know, we think of holiness. You know, there's that uh, country song, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go now. And I think uh, the fear the fear is is that, uh, you know, things are, are, are kind of boring, uh, to use your word. You know, I've always uh, thought, you know, when uh, Catholic writers and bloggers, which we both do, uh, you know, they, they talk about holiness. They always have a picture up there from the year two or something like that with, uh, with these people with the halos built in, uh, you know, around their heads and so forth. They never show a picture of a woman in yoga pants or a guy at the ball game, you know, as being holy. But yet we seem to have that overcomplicated idea of holiness, that it kind of contradicts fun or it contradicts uh, 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 interest. And I think that really puts us in, an, in a way that we don't look at shortcuts and, and hacks and fun, simple ways uh, to do things. So right, I, and it's not, it's not even changing your life so drastically, but you're increasing your capacity to love God and love others. And a lot of these hacks, you just integrate into what you're already doing, but instead of just doing it for the world, you start doing it for God and others. Yeah, you know, I, I think we mentioned right before we came on, I do a lot of speaking, and we talk about prayer a lot. And one of the biggest questions I get, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, is, uh, Tony, where do you get the time to pray? I just can't find time to pray. And uh, I share with them a story. Uh, Mother Teresa was once traveling with a, a bishop, and he was bemoaning the fact that uh, he was so busy with all the administrative duties and things he had that he didn't have time to pray. And she says, well, if you're too busy to pray, you're too busy. Right. And you really have to redirect things. So how did how did you come to then write the book? How did you say, you know what, I'm going to s- compile these because you just have literally hundreds of these in the book. How did you come about uh, uh, doing that or, or, or saying, you know, I'm going to just kind of sit down and compile some of these very easy, simple, fun shortcuts uh, to do great things in a very simple way? Well, my the book itself is actually a holy hack because... It came about, the idea just popped into my head, holy hacks, and I thought, oh, somebody else has probably already thought of this. And I looked it up, and there was nothing on it. And I thought, wow, I, I'm surprised, um, because it just seemed so obvious. And I started thinking of all the things that I do, and it really was the Holy Spirit, because I wrote a couple articles on it, you know, holy hacks help you get to help you get to heaven. And they did extremely well, very popular on the National Catholic register website. Well, then an editor, and I, had, and I had prayed, hey, God, you know, I'm not planning on doing any more books, but if you want me to, you're going to have to let me know. Well, an editor at Ave Maria contacted me and said, do you think you could turn these articles into a book? Well, coincidentally, <laughs> I had just been inspired to come up with all these different chapters, you know, humility, spiritual protection, um, Holy Hacks for Relationships, Holy Hacks Against Gossip. And I, I started jotting down all the different topics 
where you could come up with holy hacks. And this isn't just a lot of these are my ideas. You know, there were even new ideas that came to me. But I also tapped into experts. For instance, um, Greg and Julie Alexander, who have a marriage ministry, and they helped out with the relationships. Steve Dawson, who has uh, St. Paul Street Evangelization, he founded, helped with evangelization. I interviewed four different exorcists on Holy Hacks for Spiritual Warfare. So I, And then I tapped into a lot of known Catholic, Catholics in the media and got all these wonderful ideas for other Holy Hacks. So I, the book just filled up a lot easier than I thought it was going to at first. Mm-hmm. So once you, once you started this process of collecting these things, they kind of came to you uh, from various sources and people. And I, I've, there's several of them that I've done myself and several I've, I've, I've attempted to do since I, uh, since I read the book. And uh, it really is easy. It's, it's um, you know, I think if, if holiness is the goal, then it, it's, it's easy to kind of work our way toward that. How would you define, what does it mean to be holy? I, would, I think maybe some people get caught up in that. That. It means to love God and love our neighbor, mm-hmm. and uh, it also means to love ourselves. I, I uh, make that point in Holy Hacks for Humility, that chapter, because if we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves, we got to love ourselves first. That's <laughs> and true. So this is really holiness. Just fills your heart with joy, increases your capacity for love, and helps develop attributes that make you more likable to others and more likable to yourself and more in love with God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's no downside. <laughs> no, it's a win-win uh, all the way around. It, it always seems to me that as we serve others, uh, uh, we get so much out of that as well. And, and um, doing some, you know, humble acts and so forth uh, is a way to accomplish that. Um, let's uh, talk about a few of the, uh, you know, a few of the chapters uh, in your book, because I know you, uh, you, you've dealt with a number of things here. I want to start with prayer, because we had, we had happened to mention uh, prayer before. And the idea that, uh, you know, I don't have time to pray. What are some of the, what are a couple of, could you share a couple of holy hacks on how do I, how do I get this done? How do I have a prayer life or a meaningful prayer life? Uh, with the uh, time famine that everyone seems to be suffering from. Right. Now, of course, it is always good to set aside some time just for prayer, but your life can become a prayer in that as you live it, you're living it, walking with the Lord, in union with Him. And so you're, you know, one of my favorite things is to talk about prayer triggers. So there's things that just remind you to pray. For instance, somebody gave me a plant quite a few years ago, and I, every time I water it, I say a prayer for that person. So think about the gifts that have been given to you, and every time you enjoy it, say a little prayer for that person. Mm-hmm. Or every time you stop at a red light, what if you said a prayer for um, the unborn or for a special intention? Because we all stop at red lights. We all water our plants. Well, I should, <laughs> maybe that's a stretch. Not everybody does. Uh, some people aren't good with plants, and some people don't have them. But there's all there's things we do, putting our shoes on. What if when we put our shoes on, we prayed for people who couldn't walk? And, and that is one of the things I started thinking about years ago, being pregnant and having little children. You know, maybe you have to get up in the middle of the night uh, and use the bathroom or take care of a sick child or uh, get a, a baby who wakes up. Our human 
way is to complain. Oh, brother. And I realized I was missing out the blessings in those things. How many people want to be parents and would give anything to have children? And here I am complaining because I have to get up out of bed. Or how many, how many mothers who live on dirt floors and don't have indoor plumbing? And I'm complaining because I have to get up in the middle of the night because I'm pregnant. And I started realizing that I was complaining about some of my blessings. And even if we get a flat tire, who, who likes to get a flat tire? Not me. However, what if I stopped and said, thank you, Lord, I have a car. I can call a tow truck. I have the way to fix this. If we start thinking about the blessings and even the little things in life, whether it's a gift or a problem, that we start thanking God. And that in, it, in itself starts to turn our life into a prayer, and it's not taking any more time or or the guy that cuts us off in traffic and makes us mad, stop. Say a prayer for that person, and then you're doing yourself a favor. Your state of mind is better. You've done something kind for somebody else. God won't be outdone in generosity, and he made a deal with us. He said, the measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. So every time you say a prayer for somebody who irritates you, it didn't take more time than what you were already doing, but you, in a way, just blessed yourself, too. I have a, a friend, this is a funny story, Patty, I have a friend who decided, and he uh, swears like a sailor, but every time he swears, he said he would say a Hail Mary. And that was his uh, his way of of, uh, of uh, self-induced penance would be to say Hail Mary. I said, how's that, how's that working for you? He said, I'm up to about six rosaries a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when St. Paul said, pray continuously, he did not mean that we're on our knees uh, 24 hours a day. I think he said what he intended was exactly what you said, to have have God be part of our lives as the day goes on, to show some gratitude, to say, to use some of this uh, unused time or time that we uh, spend complaining to to be grateful for things. So it's, it's really just a redirect. Uh, and by having, uh, by speaking to God uh, all through the day, by, by uh, uh, you know, prayer and welcoming, uh, it, it, it is really uh, praying continuously. Right. You know, like when, when your phone rings, what if you prayed to God to bless that person who's calling you, or you're filling up your tank with gas? What have you ever done? Tony, can you tell me one thing you've ever done when you put gas in your tank in all your years? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, but I started thinking, hey, I could, while my gas is filling up, I could pray for someone or something. And mm. then you're putting that, that time to good use. I always keep a finger rosary in my drink cup uh, in the car. And one day, and this is probably a half dozen or more years ago, I, I grabbed the uh, finger rosary and I said a chaplet of divine mercy. And as I said, my final uh, amen, Jesus, I trust in you. I shut off the car. I was at my office. I found out that my, my office was exactly one chaplet of divine mercy from from my home. And wow. the thing that the thing that I found interesting in that is that rather than listening to the radio or worrying about things, and especially on my way home sometimes, rather than taking the stresses of the day home with me, that little chaplet 
that, you know, five or six minutes of Chaplet of Divine Mercy was enough to kind of get me in a better mood, relax me, um, you know. And so when I walked in the house, I was, uh, you know, I was a better person or at least a more, uh, you know, more civil person. I didn't bring home all that uh, that may have happened that day. And it was a it's a little hack that I that, you know, I I discovered only because of this you know, finger rosary had been sitting in my drink cup uh, all this time. I decided maybe it would be easy to use it. And same thing with, uh, with you know, praying a rosary when you have a longer trip or so forth. It really is uh, is a uh, is an easy way to add some things. Well, I'm going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we're going to talk about holy hacks uh, in humility and relationships and gossip. This is a wonderful book. I got it a couple of weeks ago. It's published by Ave Maria Press. Holy Hacks Every Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven. It's available where all good Catholic books are sold, and it's available also uh, at our sponsor, Catholic Books, catholicbook.net. We'll be back with our guest, Patty Armstrong, in just a moment. CatholicBook.net is your source for all things Catholic. With a large selection of unique items, we are here to serve the Lord by serving you. Visit our local shop in Canton at St. Raphael Books and Gifts, 4365 Fulton Drive Northwest. We are your source for all things Catholic. CatholicBook.net, for 30 years, a commitment to service. Welcome back to this edition of The Storytellers. My guest is Patty McGuire Armstrong, Catholic journalist, award-winning author, correspondent for several uh, Catholic publications. Patty's uh, latest book is Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven. It's published by Ave Maria Press, and we've been uh, talking with Patty, and she's been sharing some of these fun, simple shortcuts to to really uh, improve your life, make yourself... Uh, 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 in a direction moving toward our Lord and um, and being a holy person. Holy hacks are what they are. And uh, Patty, we were, uh, were just talking about a, a, a number of these things. Um, you mentioned uh, holy hacks in evangelization, and, and evangelization is one of my pet uh, subjects because I think we don't do a very good job a, a, of it. Uh, we do a great job of catechesis, but not a very good job in evangelization. And there's just so many ways to 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 evangelize, even if it's just to have somebody say, "Boy, what she got that I don't have," or you know, "Why is she always happy?" Talk a little bit about evangelization and some of the little short things, some of the things that we just everyday, uh, you know, Catholics uh, can do to to help bring people to the faith. Well, I think we're not very good at it because we are afraid of it. Uh-huh. We don't like it, or we're like, oh, we're going to be weirdos, and this is uncomfortable. And so in this chapter, I talk about how easy this can be, and we just have to go out and live our life, maybe wear a crucifix, put a bumper sticker on our car with some message. So even when in the parking lot we're evangelizing, and I would begin with praying to the Holy Spirit and take it off your shoulders and give it over to the Lord. I used to feel like I had to have, I don't know, particular conversations or I had to get through to somebody. And, and you feel pressured, like you've got to get, get, get it done, uh, close the deal. And 
it's the Holy Spirit that's going to do that. And something that I did that, I, seriously, I could write a whole book, I think, just on this, is I started praying, Lord, you decide who I sit next to, and you direct your conversation. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you the number of times, and I've talked with other people who've done this too and have the same experience, that we've had amazing conversations, and people have said to me many times, I, I can't believe we just talked about this. It must have been meant to be that you sat next to me. Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, of course, I ask God to decide who I sat next to mm-hmm. and to direct your conversation. And that always blows them away. I mean, their expressions on their face are priceless. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. And sometimes it even surprises me because we'll be having a casual conversation and I'll forget that, that, you know, that I prayed that. And all of a sudden, the conversation goes into a certain direction. Just recently, somebody said that to me. Mm-hmm. I was able to put them in touch with someone to help their friend who lost a child and who hadn't gotten over it in five years. And I knew somebody who was a speaker on this topic, and I said, oh, I know she would help her. And she said, oh, you're an answer to prayer. It must have been meant to be that you sat next to me. And that's what I said. Oh, yeah, of course it is. I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before I got on the plane, I asked God. And so... Here is something, even if you're sitting at your company dinner or picnic or family reunion, everywhere you go, just say, God, decide who I'm going to sit next to, and you direct the conversation. Therefore, you're not feeling like you have to say, have you been saved? Do you, you know, how's your fit? You know, like it's not coming from you, mm-hmm. and you know it's not, but the, the conversation goes in that direction. And all you are is sharing who you are or your faith, some elements of it, and it starts to slip just naturally into your conversation. And anybody can do that. You know, you're absolutely right. I call them God appointments. You know, you just kind of... A lot of people are fearful that somebody's going to ask them a question they can't answer. They don't feel uh, qualified or they, you know, oh, you've got to be a priest or a deacon or something to be able to answer those types of questions. But what you've said disarms that whole situation, right? You just say, Lord, you know, put me who you want me next right. to and and so the conversation just becomes very open and honest and in surprisingly in many incidences uh, it is kind of a god coincidence that you just happen to be able to say the right thing or or have the right contact or connection and so forth so it it doesn't put you uh, on the spot to have quote the answers that's i right. think what some people fear in evangelization right. is the have to right. have the answers Right. God is just going to take you where you're at, and you're just sharing, and it's a simple, natural conversation. You know, I took a train trip once, and we split up at mealtime because, you know, such a big family. We were at two different tables. So I was sitting with two other people, and I had a daughter with me, and we had this amazing conversation of faith, somebody who was an atheist, and I could see why he was. And I said, you know, he came from a very troubled situation, and I said, well, I'm going to be praying for you. And um, the guy next to him said, well, I am too. I, I'm Catholic, and I'm on my way to a retreat. But the entire trip, my daughter followed me everywhere because it was amazing how every conversation turned into that. And there were times when I sat there thinking, well, it doesn't seem like this conversation is going to go in that direction. And it would, mm-hmm. and it wasn't for my doing. So we have to stop looking at ourselves as the end-all and be-all, that we have to have this catechism memorized and know all our Bible verses. Just go out and live your life and be friendly with people and let God do the rest. One of your chapters is on holy hacks for uh, relationships. And I think a lot of people have 
have problems uh, there as well, feeling that uh, that uh, they're inadequate or they don't, you know, they they uh, uh, they're not the best friend or they don't, you know, they they just don't have uh, the wherewithal to to work on friendships. And and, and what I found in some of your uh, hacks on relationships is they're quite simple as well. Right, and it covers everything from marriage to family, friends, and to difficult people. <laughs> That's, we all have people in our life that we find difficult. It helps to remember that some people find us difficult, too. So, you know, um, just different little ways to extend love to relationships, help people to feel love, to go the extra mile, to do things that maybe we hadn't thought of before to express that pray for people in new and different ways and appreciate them and to be the blessing of the difficult people in our lives and I say it carefully and I mention it in the book I'm not asking people to let people walk all over them um, to be in abusive relationships however as Catholics we can be kind to people that maybe are difficult and I'm not telling you to put yourself in that situation all the time but to pray for them, to be kind, to turn the other cheek, to not get angry. And so even being kind to other people helps you feel better. And often, you know, often those people are wounded because nasty people are not happy people. There's something wrong. And so if you take a step back and realize that, force yourself to pray for them. And sometimes I liken it to feeling like you have a mouthful of cement. It's really hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to pray for some people. But do it anyway. Do it anyway. God knows how you feel. And I, I'm i not in charge of everything, but I can't help but think that you're going to be doubly blessed when you're doing something only out of obedience because you know it pleases God, but it's hard for you. How pleasing that must be to God. And as parents, Tony, you and I are parents and we're grandparents. Think of how it pleases us. If one child was a jerk to the other one and that one who's the offended one, is kind back. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that just warm your heart? really does. Striking back? It and really more does. times than not, it softens the heart of the offender, too, so that you see how beautiful it is. It's not easy, but it gets easier once you start doing it. Patty Armstrong is my guest. Her book, Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven. You have a chapter, Patty, on humility, and, and oftentimes people think that being humble is kind of the opposite of, of leadership and, and, uh, and the positive attitudes, that, it, that it's kind of a meek and humble portrayal of things. But that's not humi- the type of humility you're talking about, is it? No, no, we don't want somebody who thinks poorly of themselves. Because like I said, if you're going to love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to need to start by loving yourself. And putting yourself down, oh, I'm no good, this thing is so ugly. Well, you know, that's still self-focused. That's actually still prideful, even though it sounds like you might think you're doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're humble, you recognize your gifts, but they're from God and for God. So you are joyful, and you celebrate your gifts, and you want to use them. But it's not all about you. It's about God, and it's about using them for others. This is how I went from secular writing. I even left the National Enquirer. I used to write for them for a time, and I thought, wait a minute. I don't want to sell my soul. This isn't a good idea. Um, Using my gifts for God. And so now, you know, when you both boast in the Lord, whether you are a mechanic, an engineer, 
a dentist. If you're doing everything, if God gave you a gift and you're good at it, we'll celebrate that. And so, and that attracts people, too. You're happy, but you're not braggy and prideful. Patty, this has been a fun time together, and it's gone by so quickly. The book, Holy Hacks, is wonderful. As I said, I read it a couple of weeks ago, and I've actually put a number of your hacks to, to work. Some are, some are doing really well, and others I need to do a little more work on. But it's just straightforward, simple, logical um, ideas on on how to just, you know, do some common sense thing to be holier, to bring yourself closer to our Lord and so forth. And it's been a real pleasure having you on. And the book is available everywhere where, where Catholic books are sold. It's published by Ave Maria Press. And Patty, thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. Well, thank you, Tony. This has been a pleasure. And that's our show for today. My thanks to Patty McGuire Armstrong, author of the book Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven. This is Tony Agnesi. We'll see you again next week for another edition of The Storytellers. you've enjoyed today's edition of the storytellers with tony agnesi a production of the living bread radio network in canton ohio to learn more about today's storyteller go to thestorytellersradio.com there you can subscribe to the podcast and hear all of our past shows and join us again next week at this same time for the storytellers with tony agnesi This is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tours Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.